We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. John Fast drops and drops back. Throws an arching pass upfield. Reggie Town Fears gathers it in on the dead run and races all the way to score for Los Angeles. A 72-yard touchdown play. First down inside his own five from his own end zone. Sacked in a safety on Rudolph. Aaron Donald and Clay Matthews got to him. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 feet. The whole burst to it. 20. Right steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker. A high school quarterback is going to throw. But fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. And we are in the dead zone. The dead zone of the NFL offseason before the draft where we're just starting to look at things going in the draft. And nothing else really much going on except for a surprise last week. The hallowed 17th game. We're going to get into that. Mike, how you doing, man? Big DC and Ram Nation, man. Doing well. Doing well out here in sunny Southern Cal. Degrees getting already up into the 80s. Can't believe it. We were freezing not even two weeks ago, and now we're in short. So other than that, man, no complaints, my man. How about yourself? Living the dream every day. Living the dream. We have a little bit more than a, like a month and a half left of school left here. 
Um, yes. Yeah, it's getting towards the end. It, we were in the upper 70s here today, sunshine. This is Ohio, upper 70s, early April, and it's going to be all 70s all week with rain coming in. So it's been a little bit different, uh, different than usual. I've already got, I've already got my garden planted and everything because I'm a total nerd like that now. But 80s out there, my first thought is football in the 80s for you guys in the spring. I know it's been a little bit tough going COVID out there, but how are y'all going to play football in the 80s in the middle of spring? It doesn't seem like the normal thing for anybody, at least not since the USFL. Yeah, you know, and that's what it is. The days of the USFL get out there in the middle of the day. The cool thing is, uh, you know, our games out here, for whatever reason, start at 7.30 in the evening. So that provides a little bit of comfortability uh, where it's almost what you would consider perfect weather to play in. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're looking good. The grass is looking good. Haven't been on it. So uh, excited about what's left of this spring season, as they're calling it. Uh, spring season. I mean, I, we talked a little bit before the show started, but what's the status of the spring season for you guys right now? Yeah, so it, it was going great. We started back up in March, and unfortunately, we had a game on the 26th, and uh, right after that, had a player possibly, not possibly, test positive for uh, COVID-19, so technically, our varsity team is in what they call the COVID-19 protocol, protocol, which is a 14-day basically sit down, sit out, quarantine time for the varsity team. So we lost our game last weekend. We'll lose this game uh, this upcoming Friday. And then uh, we're back at it on Monday. Two more games left, and then we'll make one of those games up on the 30th. So we'll still end up, uh, Lord willing, nothing else goes haywire. Uh, with four out of the five total games that they had a lot of for this spring. Well, hold on. how many games are you all going to play? Just five. And you already had a forfeit two of them, correct? Well, basically, yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not sure if this is worth it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know you probably can't say much. But I don't know if this is worth it. I mean, your risk of potential injuries and all that jazz. I, my yeah, point so of view. But the, the 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 whole thing, and to your point, Derek, uh, when we had our pre-season meetings with all the coaches and ads, these types of questions, at least from my perspective, I were asking. You know, well, what about this? And the thing was always in my mind. If you get hit with a 14-day sit-out protocol, whatever you want to call it, okay, there's really no season. You know, we were fortunate that it lines up where, because technically, if you get hit with a 14-dayer, you can't play another game until you get five practices in. So that's the other thing that if it were in the middle of the week, well, you would miss that Friday, you would miss the next Friday, but then 
you couldn't practice till that Wednesday, which would only give you two days of practice. So you would end up missing that third game as well. So we were somewhat fortunate that it, it got tracked to the Sunday. They go back three days. So the Thursday, but we'll be able to get back uh, going next Monday and still be able to play next Friday. So yeah, to your point, it's just a lot to try to pull this off. One, when, such a short window of time to even prepare, you know, it was only going to be three weeks before the first game. So, uh, but, you know, pulled it off and most teams are doing pretty well. Uh, so, you know, big thing, as you know, is just the injury thing. So where we've done pretty well, you know, besides the normal strains and things like that, but yeah. So, Excited on one hand, and then like, hey, what are we doing on the other? <laughs> I mean, that yeah, that's not my definitely not my favorite. But on in the meantime, at least it'll be you guys will be back in the field soon. At least you'll be back rolling. It's gonna be a while for the Rams to the field, but we do have a little bit of news. They the the NFL had to sign that 17th game. We did, you know, mention that was gonna happen. Uh, this is where, you know, I'm not going to beat the dead horse. I've, I've nailed that horse a few times now uh, about money and so on and so forth. That 17th game, we do know will bring in some cash. It'll also bring in um, possibly more injuries. You never know. They're rationalizing it with getting rid of a preseason game. But now an 18-week season, 17 games total. And that game this year will be at the Baltimore Ravens. How you feel about that? Yes, it'll be interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm sure from fan perspective, you get to see a game, extra game, if you will, maybe from players. I don't know if it's going to warrant much more in pay for them. But you, you just always know that when you start adding more to what seems to be a somewhat strenuous job, then you're starting to ask, for something uh, that maybe you don't want down in the future. That's kind of always been one of the things from a player standpoint. And I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers. Oh, you know, you guys get paid so much money. Some guys get paid so much money. Okay. Now, the general guy is making more, obviously, than most people make start coming out of college. I will give you that. But if your lifespan for even a career is not really three years, then you can't assume because some of these guys like Tom Brady making a lot of money for a lot of years that it's like that for every player. That being the case, you add more games, you add more risk for other things to happen. And it's just kind of, again, what's the reasoning behind it? So it just seems like follow the money and you'll see where all these decisions come from. I mean, I have uh, been a long opponent, a long-time opponent of this decision for 17 games. Uh, one, because I don't like odd numbers, but <laughs> let's be honest. I know that sounds stupid, but and maybe it is. But also, it's, it is a pure money grab. It's all it is. We, we saw last year with the uh, change in the offseason, and we saw uh, now 
with some stuff in the basketball season, these guys are not getting all their time on the court or on the field, uh, on the diamond to get their, they're not getting all the time to get their work in. This, these are injuries waiting to happen. And you're going to do that now, coming off that kind of year, where you add a 17 game. It just seems, seems stupid to me. I mean, this does, money doesn't, to me, does not trump the health of your players, especially. I mean, listen, fans don't tune in to watch the average Joe. They, they tune in to watch the stars. You're risking your stars. Great point. You know, you're risking your stars. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to want to tune in. If my team loses Aaron Donald and Matt Stafford in week one, it's going to be a lot harder for me to want to tune in. We'll still tune in because we have to, right? Uh, and we'll tune in because we're fans. But the casual right. fans aren't going to do that. Right. They're not, they're not going to do that. They're going to find better. In California, you're going to find things to do. Yes, you will. You, it's just how it is. You're going to find better things to do in California. So, I mean... That's just my point of view on it. But they're playing Baltimore. Fun matchup for Baltimore fans. I'm not sure how we feel after watching these two teams the last time they played. Maybe there's a chance it's a vengeance here. How do you feel about that matchup, Baltimore? Well, you know, again, Baltimore across the league now is kind of looking at the bully that's no longer the bully. Uh, Obviously, you still have a talent in Lamar Jackson, and they have enough weapons on both sides of the ball to get it done they play a style of football and at that time of year you would expect the pendulum would swing their way whether uh are they playing at home they're in baltimore yeah so all those things the crowd that's gonna be you would think an uphill fight uh for the rams so that being the case we still have some things that you know we have to figure out obviously we feel like we got to upgrade a quarterback so we should be a lot better offensively but because things are so hard to duplicate year in and year out that's why I still to this day I tip my hat to Marv Levy and the Buffalo Bills to make it to four Super Bowls in a row still is incredible I know the the Patriots you know are able to do it but in my opinion back when Buffalo did it the conference and the league just was a little more stout. So it wasn't like New England and then, okay, who might challenge them? You know, back then it was like they had to go through a number of teams. So to just know that how hard it is to repeat, to get back up to the top of the mountain with everything that goes into from the off season to the preseason to the season. And then again, who knows what adding the 17 game looks like when it gets to the 17th game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's a good point. I mean... Who knows how it looks? Who knows how it goes? I just know that it's it's just not my favorite. And a lot of people will like it. They're going to like it at 17. That's one more game that means something. And, and I can understand that. I just This is just my personal preference. And, and not everybody will share that same preference. I get that. But the matchup should be fun. It'll be a chance at vengeance. It'll be in Baltimore, which may just tempt me to go. Um, it's, not that, nice. it's not too far from me. So we'll see. We'll see. That puts the 17th game on the agenda. Uh, folks, before we move on, just want to leave a chance for our sponsors to tune in. Here you go. Every year, compliance regulations change thousands of times. And every year, ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else, like running their business. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. All right, also, by, by the way, if you enjoy our podcast, please head over to Apple Music. Leave a five-star review. We really appreciate that. We'd also really appreciate um, any kind of subscription, uh, check, it out, check us out on Twitter, which is at Talk Rams, the website ramstalk.net. Got a lot of great content going on, and we would love for you to check in with us. Okay. So, real quick, a question on on Twitter today was What are the expectations for Rams opening day at SoFi? What, what should they be? So, in other words, um, I'm guessing what this person meant was when the season does come around, are we going to expect the full stadium? What should we expect? I'm figuring you're going to get at least half the stadium. We got another numbers are going down. And I think we know a little bit more of how to maybe stop spread and all that good stuff. And, you know, maybe mass still may be needed to be worn. But I think you're going to look at least half a stadium because as we talked about, or especially you, DC, you're so much of a fortune teller down the road that. Yeah, the, the the league is, though they're trying to act like they lost a bunch of money, they've made a bunch of money for years to come. They should have a little in reserve. Nevertheless, they're going to try to take this year and get every penny they thought they lost. So I think the league and the sponsors and whoever else who has all this money that they think was on the table last year, they're going to figure out a way to get that money back. And the way they can do it, at least at the new SoFi, is to get people in the stands, parking, concessions, merchandise sale, and all that good stuff. So I would anticipate most of the stadiums around the country are going to be at least half full. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be all full. What do you think it's going to be? Hey, the more the merrier. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. What is it? President Biden today announces that 
you know, by April 19th, everybody in the country can get vaccinated. Okay, you know, a study out last week showing that people who are vaccinated aren't spreading the virus. That study has not made enough noise, by the way. No one's talking about the studies that, <laughs> for some reason. Okay, so when you have the positive news coming in, and we see California's going, you know, opening everything up by June 15th, the exception of masking, I got to think that by the time September rolls around, we're going to be, I don't think we'll ever be normal again, but I think we'll be, I think we'll be pretty close to it. That's my prediction. No, that makes sense. I mean, uh, we traveled down a little bit uh, to see some of uh, my sister-in-law and stuff for for Sunday. Went down there and just broke bread. Everybody, you know, got tested, had been tested, all that good stuff. Uh, but past Magic Mountain, it definitely was open. So if Magic Mountain is open now during the Christmas, I mean, Easter, spring break, whatever you want to call it, and it is just April, you figure May, June, July, August, September, four or five months from now, yeah, things are going to be a little bit more wide open. And again, we would now be almost a year and a half. The initial reports were this would be a two-year situation anyway. That would make it a year and a half, a little bit over. So take all those things into consideration again. The people are going to get their money. And when it comes to that, they're going to let some things go a little bit that they were a little bit more paranoid about earlier to recoup some of those funds. And, you know, uh, I think with certain things, certain sports somewhat opening up and different things, you know, to your point, you have some current empirical data that shows the spread is not the spread as it was initially. It's definitely decreased. And again, with the individuals getting the vaccine, hopefully that continues to decrease, uh, you know, the spread. And, and this fire eventually will uh, kind of go its course. And I think it will. I think it will. So that's my prediction. And but I don't know if you realize it. We are just a little over three weeks away from the draft. And that has it has me thinking about the draft itself. Now, before we start getting the prospects next time out, I do want to ask this question as well, and that is, where do the Rams have holes right now? Where are you concerned about their roster? Which places would you look? Well, for me, D.C., one of the, the bigger spots is obviously, you know, who's going to be the backup quarterback? I know we have a gentleman on the roster, but is he a backup, you know, big John Walford? I think he's a guy who can be a backup, but do you want someone that is a little bit better upgrade than him. And then you're always got to be looking down the the road. So are we drafting a guy, bring him in to learn under a true veteran and then, you know, pass the torch that way. That's one of the spots. Obviously inside linebacker is another one. Uh, you know, Troy reader did a, a decent job filling in for Kaiser, but you know, he's subject to, some weaknesses in the past coverage and things like that made some plays, but maybe not enough of the high impact 
play that you might want your inside linebacker. Uh, obviously, we were able to keep big Leonard Floyd, but, you know, we lost uh, Samson Upacom. Is it Upacom? Yeah, Upacom. Yeah. Uh, so you want to get maybe a little more depth. That's kind of probably the top. There's some others, obviously. I think we need to shore up a little bit of uh, the O-line. There's some reports, at least, have been out here that there are a number of uh, O-line from Notre Dame that might be some some great options. And I think in my days with the Rams, we were drafting dudes out of Notre Dame right and left. So to see that article and to see some of those reports, I'm like, yeah, I could see them grabbing somebody from Notre Dame just because. So I don't know what that fascination is. So, uh, and I think we've talked a little bit about, you know, the receiver, you know, we lost a guy. I'm, I'm definitely thinking that uh, we have a young man on the Jefferson on the, the roster to go along with Deshaun Jackson to stretch the, the defense. But those are kind of mine. What, what are your thoughts? Center. Um, centers, they were awesome blind going out. Uh, you know, and the Rams let him go. The Rams can sign him. The, you know, for what the Chiefs signed him for, the Rams could have kept him. So there's obviously a method to their madness there. I'm not sure what that means. If they if they if they have their eye on somebody via free agency that's still sitting out there, or if they're going to draft somebody, or they're going to move somebody over to center, I don't know. But letting Awesome Blythe move really kind of told me a lot about where they're seeing things. And we don't know yet where the center position is going to be. We don't know their plan. They, the Rams are, you know, a, a bit tight-lipped on this stuff. So, I mean, I guess kind of reading the tea leaves, while center is a problem, I'm guessing here, in my view, there's a problem. It might not be a problem to them. Uh, you mentioned inside linebacker. You mentioned something about Troy Reader. I thought Troy Reader did a lot better job when they were able to put him outside some. You know, he was able to, to really kind of take advantage of the scheme they're using, get a rush on, and he was much more effective when they were able to put him on the edge. And Matt has me thinking that they got to really get Micah Kaiser healthy A and B, um, see if he's the guy that can be there long term. And who else do you pair him with back there in the inside position? I don't know. But, you know, that's a perfect spot to be drafted. I, you know, I know they went and they kept Darius Williams. They, you know, they have, you know, long from uh, Michigan there. But I got to think they're going to go after another corner because that's what they do. They'll get in their safety because that's what they do. They they stay deep on these guys. They develop them and they let them go, especially at safety when they get costly. I know, Mike. I know how you feel about that. <laughs> I don't know what it is with the Rams and safeties. They don't want to keep them, you know. Yeah. But, you know, th- that's what they're going to do. To me, that's what the strategy is. I, of course, because I said that, I'll be 100% wrong. Because, you know, there's many a year we've had where, to on first glance, the holes are obvious and they go a completely different direction. And it usually works out, by the way. So, I mean, that's why they pay the big bucks. We look at it from one perspective. They look at it, look at it from another. We'll always have questions about it, but they always seem to figure it out. So, you know, that's... Well, it's interesting. You make the, uh, the observation of the center position. Maybe they're thinking, well, we have a quarterback who will be able to make the checks and switch the line calls and do all that where a lot is is uh relayed through the center who's mm-hmm. on a squad but maybe they feel like if they have a veteran quarterback who can help whomever that may be 
maybe they felt like, hey, we could save the money, get maybe what we might consider a downgrade at that position because they got a guy that maybe they're going to rely a little bit more on the run game and you have a quarterback who can get you out of certain pass protections and get the ball out and do those type of things. But, yeah, it's just uh, a little bit interesting when one of – I think we were agreeing last year that when the the O-line was healthy, played pretty good as a solid unit. But now you start putting these interchangeable parts in. Again, if you have a healthy offseason, it looks like it'll be more of a normal offseason. Again, maybe some of these issues go away. And maybe they don't. So I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. We're going to find out. But, you know, that that's where I'm looking. I think next week we're going to look at the actual um, positions, see what we like, see what we don't like, see what, what's out there. We'll take a look at the entire draft rotation, like where, they, where their picks are, and we'll see if they do. The Rams, I mean, we have a good guess what they're going to do. They're going to trade down some. They're going to move around. They're going to maneuver and try and maximize their picks. They need to. Um, they need to find depth. They need to find guys they know they can develop. And I'm very curious, Mike, when this all goes down, how well will they do compared to the past when they've lost so much of the staff? This is a really, I mean, if you ever heard the term people watching, this draft will be a bunch of people watching and, and the aftermath of it. We're going to see, really see what this, this staff is made out of. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. A lot of change. Uh, a lot of things that have that could happen might happen, things like that. I think there's enough still good free agents out. Uh, there'll be some other cap casualties, I'm sure, down the road once you get closer to draft day or right after draft day. Uh, and maybe that's what they're anticipating as well. There'll be another wave of available uh, players that you might be able to get on the cheap a little bit. And they might be. And a lot of time that happens in in, uh, in camp, too. But by then, your, your roster is pre-sell, so they make some tough decisions. We'll find out. We'll find out. So all that in mind, got any closing thoughts tonight? Man, I'm just getting anxious, man. Uh, you know what? This draft right around the corner, and, you know, just with all the the changes that have happened, it'll really be interesting this time in getting into pre-draft talk. Uh, just to see what our collective minds can come up with as far as our vaunted Rams are concerned. I think we're all curious. I think we're all curious and we can't wait to see. I mean, this is going to be some great, like I said, some people watching. Some serious people watching. Let's find out. Let's find out. All right, folks. You know, to find, you know where to find us. We're at we're on Facebook at the Talk Rams page. Also, the um, well, the Rams Talk page or the Rams Talk room for the group. Go to Twitter. That's where we're at Talk Rams. Follow me on Twitter, DC Paul. Can follow Mike on Twitter at one Duke twenty three. With all that in mind, we'll see you next time. Have a great one. We're out of here. Later days. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.